Warning, this episode contains explicit content. Please proceed with caution. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Whiskey Sex Talk. We are your hosts, Romeo and Kim. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on today's episode, we are going to be talking about French whiskey. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. The French do make whiskey, and here to tell us a little bit more, and just to tell us in general, actually, is Kim. So, Kim, I'm just going to go just jump into this. How old is French whiskey, specifically the industry? Well, uh, it might surprise, you know, our listeners to know uh, that France has long led the world in per capita scotch consumption. Uh, Actually, more whiskey is consumed in France than champagne or cognac. uh, But the whiskey industry is relatively new. It's only about 40 years old. And the first French French whiskey, WB Blend, uh, was produced at Waringheim Distillery in 1987. And then they later, uh, a few years later, they... Uh, well, actually, uh, quite a few years later, about 10 years later, they introduced the first single malt French whiskey, Armoric uh, Single Malt, which is still, you know, kind of like one of the main brands. Um, and in uh, 2015, uh, uh, there are two geographical indications. And a geographical indication uh, is a name or sign that, you know, is used on certain products and that corresponds to a specific geographical location or origin. So the two geographical uh, indications in France uh, was for whiskey produced in Brittany and also in Alsace. And uh, to obtain this mark, as it's called, um, distillers have to follow certain regulations, uh, but they are required to follow the regulations only if they want to use a mark. But it's a mark of distinction. You know, it says it is it adheres to certain standards. It's like you know, uh, champagne or cognac, that kind of like I, a designation. I was just going to say that. I was going to say I, I'm getting like very cognac, brandy-esque uh, kind of feel to it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, that's I will talk about this a little bit later. But, you know, the cognac and um, uh, Armagnac and Eau de Vie, you know, it, there's a long history of that in France. So that definitely figures, you know, prominently in, in whiskey production. Um, but uh you know, and that, and part of it is even though the whiskey industry is relatively new, uh, there's as as you say, you know, you, your instinct is correct. There is a long history of distilling in France because you know cognac right, right. is distilled, Armagnac is distilled, right, eau, de vie, eau de vie, which is you know like uh, you know from fruit. So there's a long history in that, and they have Olympic stills. Uh, all of the raw materials are there. Um, there's uh, France produces 30% of the world's malted barley. They have oh, wow. amazing oak, which I'll talk about. Uh, the existing facilities, there's Alembic stills. Um, so, and, uh, you know, also part of the reason that the whiskey industry kind of, you know, came about is that there were, when cognac and Armagnac weren't as popular, you know, they, they were kind of dwindling in popularity. Um, a lot of the government, you know, farmers got government subsidies to uproot the grapevines to plant barley and other grain fields. 
And now, you know, so everybody's realizing that how much, you know, how much terroir, of course, you know, big thing in France, right, right. Uh, you know, really influences French whiskey. And um, there's something actually called La Fédération du Whisky de France. Of course. And, uh, you know, they regulate everything. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I hope my pronunciation is okay. No, I'm just and, saying, I, they, I was, I was, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I was just saying, of course, you know, go ahead. I, I'll comment later, but it just it okay. doesn't surprise me. But it's great. I love this. I love this. And uh, so they actually, it's interesting. They have um, different uh, representatives from from different uh, distilleries, you know, that are basically kind of in charge of, of, you know, they represent certain aspects of the whiskey industry. So, um, you know, uh, Frederick Rivol from uh, Demande de Hot Glass uh, represents the cereal growers. Uh, David uh, Roussier from Armoric represents the historic distilleries. And then Alexander Serech from Belvoy represents the refiners and bottlers, which is a, a Kind of you. That's a slightly u- uh, unique aspect of the French. So, you know, uh, you know, uh, the French. They have to do things the French way, and I love it because they just put so much. I mean, they're so they're known for their cuisine, their champagne, their wines. They're very, very meticulous when it comes to creating. Much like the Italians, they they put so much. There's much our. Uh, uh, I want to say artisanal aspect to it, but they put so much love, and thought behind everything not that i'm saying not that this disqualifies the rest of the whiskeys but the french just are known for this now i want to know does like french whiskey have a distinct style well they're really you know because it's relatively young they haven't really come up with a french style you know a specific french style of whiskey i mean i would say if there uh there's maybe a tendency towards a slightly fruitier style um because of the oak that's used uh but what is uh very much in in uh, play is that you know terroir of course is hugely important uh in france in terms of you know wine in terms of cheese in terms of everything pretty much uh so there, that is very important. And there's a lot of um, distilleries, you know, I mentioned uh, uh, Brittany and Alsace, you know, they are, uh, Brittany actually is a little bit more like, um, uh, you know, uh, Scottish whiskey. I mean, it's got that, there's peat there. Um, and so, you know, that is very much terroir. Uh, you know, then there's the farm regions, there's the, you know, the other, re- Alsace is, is near uh, the Cognac region. So, you know, there's a huge influence there. So, but there's not a really a distinct French style like there is in Scotch or American whiskey. Um, so it's, but I think they're going to be developing. I mean, 40 years is relatively young, but I mean, at this point, they are, they are not holding back. I mean, there are a hundred whiskey distilleries open, um, 50 refiners, as they call it. Uh, and refiners is, uh, if, our listeners are familiar with Gordon and McPhail. Uh, they are companies that own a lot of casks of whiskey themselves, but they don't distill. They've acquired it from many distilleries. And then it's they're used for blends. And so a lot of, uh, so there's, in France, it's refiners are affineur, you know, and, that, and what that means is basically refiners. So there's about 50 of those. And there's a 115 brands, which is kind wow. of astonishing. For, it is, yeah. You know, a, a, 
Yeah, uh, for 40 years. So, you know, the French have not been resting on their on their laurel, laurels. They have gone full tilt. Now, uh, can you just reiterate, maybe just for our audience, what does terroir mean? Terroir. I think I'm terroir. Terroir. Yeah, terroir. I apologize is to my based- French listeners because we have French pe- people in France. <laughs> I apologize for the first France pronunciation here, guys. I really do. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, terroir is uh, basically it's a sense of the land and how the mm. land influences a product, whether it's grain, whether it's cheese, whether it's, you know, very much, in you know, is the case in wine. And of course, whiskey, um, you oh, know, 100%, it, uh, right. yes, uh, you know, and um, for instance, uh, just going back to scotch, since the French have a long history of, you know, being scotch uh, consumers, uh, in Isla, in you know, it's one of the whiskey producing regions in Scotland. They have a very peaty style, so that's considered terroir. Um, in Speyside, it's you know, kind of tends to be very fruity. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, so there's there are distinct kind of re, you know, there are regional differences, uh, but it's all about. It's not so much considered. This is a region that only produces. Uh, peated whiskey, or this is a region that only produces fruited whiskey. Um, you know, one of the things about, uh, you know, the French, well, cognac, just as an example, you can use 50 different distillates and blend them together for a cognac, you know, like an aged cognac. So blending is a huge, huge thing in France. And and what they do is they take, so they will take whiskeys that have various terroirs, you know, they're from, there's a little bit from this fruity whiskey, a little bit from this peated whiskey, and they'll blend everything together. So the blends, because they're, they're so heavy on the blends, there's not as much of an emphasis on um, where everything is done, but it's more about a sense of place. Uh, so that's terroir, basically, Thank is just you. how the land, you know, influences the product. Thank you. And I really love that you took that time to explain that because um, as we're as we're all for all, all of us who are into whiskey or just starting our, our, our journey, we you're going to realize eventually how much uh, the region plays, specifically the water, how much the water has a significant role in how the whiskey is going to taste everything. And I think exactly. you came for, for, for clarifying that and for just kind of putting that in, uh, framing that. Now, here's what I know, because you mentioned oak. And here's mm-hmm. what I want to know. Wood, we know that wood has significantly, has a significant actually uh, influence on on whiskeys elsewhere in the world. Is that the case with French whiskey? Yes, very much so. So Quercus Alba is um, the dominant uh, oak used in the world because it's, that's the, that's the oak that grows, you know, all over America, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's a tighter grain. It's e- a little easier to work with. You can saw it. But um, French oak, it tends to be uh, Quercus rober and Quercus petraeus. And a lot the um, with a subset of Quercus petraeus, which is kind of considered the kind of more premier kind of oak, um, that is grown um, that, in limousine forests. So you often hear about limousine oak and it's mm-hmm. exactly how it sounds, except uh, like the car, uh, except without an E at the end, but it's pr- pronounced in the same way. And um, so it's, it's going to be, have, it'll have more subtle flavors. Uh, it'll be a little silkier feel. Um, and it's, you know, because it's more fine grained. Uh, and so 
for instance, in uh, with an American oak, you're going to get pretty much those, uh, you know, those dominant flavors of caramel, of vanilla, you know, of the oak, uh, whereas French, um, you know, French oak uh, imparts flavors of, for instance, cedar, tobacco, nuts. So and then also there's a little bit, you know, the limousine oak also imparts a fruitier, you know, a, a more of a fruit flavor than American whiskey. Of course, as we talked about over the, you know, our many episodes, um, American uh, used American bourbon barrels are mm-hmm. all over the world because to make barrel, it has to well, be in a virgin, virgin you know, cast, yeah. so, you know, everybody has that. But uh, my understanding is that French distillers uh, are trying to use all French products. So you know, with, you know, the casks made in, in France, um, water, all the barley grown in France or anything, you know, well, they, great. they also use buckwheat. Yeah. I, so I, I, not to, not to interrupt you. I, I love no. that because it's like, it's its own ecosystem. It's supporting like local industries, local people, everybody's participating mm-hmm. and it's not, you're mm-hmm. not, you're not exporting it and kind of just for the purpose of it, but they're really making it real French now. Um, I, I, I that's all I wanted to comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that you're absolutely right. And also there's, you know, just such a sense of pride mm-hmm. uh, in France about Always. products. So right. I think that's, you know, another aspect. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, f- that American oak is never used, but I think there is a real drive uh, and interest in just using French products. Um, that's what you got to love about the French is that everything is from a luxury point of view. Um, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they approach it from that way, which really adds so much value to the product. And you're not, you don't feel like you're buying or you're, you're, you're eating whatever it is you're, you're experiencing, uh, mm-hmm. something that was just manufactured because of the purpose of making money. Not that I'm saying other distilleries do that, but I'm saying that there is that respect. Now, here's what I want to know. You mentioned that France, uh, the French are the largest consumers of single malt whiskey in the world, specifically scotch. Now, you would you would think that French whiskey would have a little bit would be influenced by Scotch whiskey, but it sounds like French whiskey is very different from Scotch whiskey. Yes, I mean there. I would say uh, some of the similarities are more terroir. I I had mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, for instance, peated whiskeys in yeah. um, you know kind of the northeast in the Breton region 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 uh and because there's peat you know that is probably you know the the main similarity um but uh it's actually it's interesting the the you know la federation du whisky de france you know stipulates you know very there's a lot of the same um stipulations you know for whiskey making in france as there are in you know america or you know scotland uh but one of the interesting differences is again the emphasis on blends um for instance uh you know and they in in most other countries when you talk about a blend you'll just, it'll just say blend right but in france you know there's i mean they and and france rep, you know respects all of the european stipulations and they and they use all different kinds of of barley but one of the interesting things about french malt whiskey uh for, that is from more than one distillery they'll call it 
a double or a triple or a pure malt. Oh. So those designations um, are kind of different from the rest of the world. And a triple malt means uh, that, you know, you have taken whiskey from like three, three different di right. uh, distillers and blended it. So the blending art, I mean, just again, because of cognac and armagnac, you know, where blending was so important, um, you know, huge sellers of, of uh, you know, whiskey master, I mean, uh, cellar masters in France. So the um, those blending, that blending is is considered a high art, whereas, you know, of course it is everywhere else. But, you know, in France, there's just a centuries long, you know, maybe not centuries, but, you know, decades and decades and decades, you know, long history of of uh, of blending and that being a high art as opposed to, you know, a lot of people think, right. oh, you know, around the world, oh, a scotch blend. I mean, they're wrong. They're wrong about it. But a lot of people think of, of a blend, a scotch blend as something lesser than a pure malt. Right, right. It's, we, not, yeah. it's just different, you know. So, yeah, we had that. I think for season one, I think uh, Dave had asked you that question about that. Mm -hmm. and, and you had to, and you clarify that. And it, I, I think that was one of the best uh, uh little tidbits or of uh facts that you gave us that still has like resonate it resonates because it's this there's mm -hmm. this snobbery about it right in in, in the mm -hmm. whiskey world now and you know and i love the fact that there's you can see how the you know the production of of cognac has influenced how the french are approaching uh uh distilling the the whiskey like when it comes to french whiskey now uh, moving, I just want, here's what I want to know, because you taught, you mentioned that there's like over, well, actually, I don't think you mentioned it on air, but so what are some of the main distillers in France? Oh, okay. Well, so, you know, uh, Warringheim, I mentioned, you know, they mm -hmm. were one of the first, uh, in Breton. Um, they, you know, have continued to produce amazing whiskeys. Uh, there's, uh, Demand de Hot Glass, uh, which is, you know, produces a lot of amazing whiskeys. Giraud, uh, Roselleur. Um, and Giraud is inter very interesting to talk about because I, I they have, um, they came, the, the they were pretty prominent uh, cognac distillers. And five generations, four, five, four or five generations of the family worked as cellar masters in the, for Remy Martin. Oh, so, nice. you know, that they really know whiskey. Uh, but the youngest, the newest generation, Philippe, uh, instead of going to work, you know, in cognac, he started working for a Scottish whiskey producer. I'm actually not, I haven't been able to find out what that is, who, who that was. But he convinced the family um, to start producing whiskey. And he brought in his um, uncle, Andre, who is a retired. And Andre is 90 years old. And he still sounds amazing. You know, he's he's very influential. But also Andre, uh, Andre's family, wife's family, have a limousine forest. So they have everything, you know, in the everything that they need. Uh, to make this French whiskey. So they are a dominant uh, force, I would say, in, in whiskey distilling. Um, uh, so Giraud is, you know, a dominant force uh, and figure, you know, figures uh, distillery in the uh, in the French whiskey industry. Um, there's also an interesting, uh, one of the first whis French whiskeys I was aware of uh, was Bren whiskey, B-R-E-N-N-E, and that was introduced to the world by uh, an American woman named Allison Park, P-A-R-C, and she was a she's 
was a ballerina and then she started working with um distillers in uh you know who had access to limousine oak and you know started importing whiskey i mean that was a whiskey to america i mean that was the first french whiskey that i was aware of um and it was a very it's a very fruity rich style and you know a lot of people who are like oh you know scottish whiskey american whiskey were kind of you know taken aback about it i i think there was maybe a little bit of misogyny about a you know a woman bringing a whiskey (laughs) you know i mean because but so that is still a you know she's a dominant brand i mean she a brand has as a dominant brand she has persisted um and it's it's now very well respected so and again she is working with the sellers to you know over there to put together a whiskey so that's um it may not be one of the dominant uh, distilleries, but I think it was the first distiller French dis- uh, whiskey that many people, including me, you know, knew about. I that that's a, that's you know I haven't even tasted uh, really uh, French whiskey yet. Um, I think I sent you the the video of the store that I love, Hermitage here in Haifa. Yes. Oh Israel. my gosh, that was amazing! <laughs> Isn't that an amazing store, guys? I mean, yeah. if you're in Israel, you got to check out Hermitage. It's a great. <laughs> They put so much love into what they do, but um, I'm going to ask them about French whiskey because mm-hmm. um, I really love what you're telling me. You're kind of you're selling me. <laughs> I, I'm like I want to buy this. <laughs> I want to taste it because you know I love the fruity flavors, like those like mm-hmm. you know uh, those type of notes. Um, so tell here's since you were talking about she, I want to say I want to ask you like, can you tell us about some prominent women in the French whiskey industry? Uh, well, as I mentioned, Allison Park, right. uh, brand whiskey, um, Celine Castan, she's a co-founder of Distillery Castan with her husband. Uh, there's a woman named uh, Pauline Le, uh, Leluc, and she is the co-founder of Farinville Distillery. Uh, Marion Leogier, uh, and it's Les Bouges, uh, and which translates to home distillers, uh, and so those are some prominent women that I know. They tend to be kind of co-founders. Um, and then there's a, you know, you mentioned Hermitage in uh, in Israel. Uh, there is an amazing whiskey store, world-renowned, called Maison de Whiskey. And the the woman to talk to there, you know, she's amazing, is uh, Marion Atardi. And, um, I mean, many whiskey clubs, uh, you know, work with her to kind of curate uh, or bring her in as an expert on French whiskey. So she's quite amazing. So there, you know, there are, um, so um, there, it's interesting. There's a lot of uh, home distilleries, you know, or farm distilleries in France, obviously, as you would expect. So a lot of women have, uh, you know, are working with the family farm. And so as opposed to, I am going to be a woman who just kind of comes in and you know takes over a distillery or launches a distillery. I mean they a lot of the women are co-founders of the distilleries because oh, they're beautiful. working with the family or their husband uh you know but uh, creating you know very approachable whiskies. I I I love that because it goes back to how whiskey in America, you know, women have played a huge role in whiskey. Now, it's interesting that you said that um there's a lot of local people doing whiskey isn't that expensive for like the average joe well um you know i had mentioned uh that uh, the subsidies right that the french yes. you know when cognac and armagnac 
Um, they, uh, so they got, you know, uh, subsidies to, I mean, I, I find it kind of sad that they tore out whiskey vines, but um, they, you know, there's, there's uh, support, you know, for the whiskey industry. Uh, and a lot of them are farmers, you know, would, so yeah. it's, it's, they, you know, they had the advantage of having their barley there, uh, you know, great water, just kind of naturally there's, you know, you don't hear about uh, polluted water much in France. Right. <laughs> so there's such a protection of the natural resources. So, uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, the, basically what it is, is bringing in stills. They aren't huge operations. Um, you know, there, there isn't such a thing as necessarily as craft distilleries like we that was you know, be- in America yeah. or like in Canada or, you know, but, uh, but they're home, they're farm distilleries, I would say I, is kind of the main. I like that. It's so like they, you know, leave it to the French to romanticize uh, the whiskey <laughs> production. Um, but it's really admirable. I really do like how they're supporting local farmers or encouraging people who mm-hmm. really have that passion um, being, they're like, Hey, you know what you want to do it? It's subsidized. Go ahead. You know, uh, let's get started. Now this leads me to the, my, 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 one of my, my next question, which you kind of touched up on a little bit. Now, does France have craft distillers? Not really. Um, as I, you know, as I said, there was a recognition, uh, that a lot of it's, it's, I would say it's more these home distilleries or farm distilleries. And so often they will, um, uh, you know, grow the whiskey, they'll sell the whiskey on site, they'll have tours. Ooh, nice. uh, so, uh, but a lot of people are realizing that the terroir in many regions where the smaller distillers are cropping up is really well suited for the grains. So that's a big part of it. Right. You know, you, there's, there's no grains being brought in from outside of France. Uh, you know, there is local, um, you know, you could cat you're using just kind of one kind of cask uh as i said the petraeus or you know, quercus robar or um, or limousine which is the prize uh but you know if you're if you're growing these things um you know you have to process them somewhere you know what's interesting is that whiskey has always been uh and i've mentioned this before uh it's it's uh, basically an uh value added uh, product yes. for farmers. Right. Yeah. So if you are making growing whiskey, I mean, growing grain, oh, right. not growing whiskey, but I wish you could grow whiskey. <laughs> well, let's say grain or um, corn, it, corn in America, you know, like you have an yes. advantage there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But so if you are growing grains and you are a farmer, you know, when there's only so many, much bread you can make, you know, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, it when back in the day when there was, you know, things weren't as regulated or as mechanized, uh, you know, farmers, made uh you know made turned the whiskey i mean sorry turned the wheat into whiskey because they needed to do something with it or let it rot i mean you can't store grain you know that often so it really kind of circles back there just hasn't been as much of an emphasis on whiskey because there was so many so much grain um so many grapes were the dominant crop. So that, now again, now they're starting to realize that grain, you know, grows really well in a lot of these uh, regions that are now producing whiskeys. Uh, so you're telling me that I can go to France and go to regions or areas where local people are bottling their own whiskeys 
that yes, would be an amazing yes. whiskey tour to do. Like yes. a French. I mean, you're going to be looking at stuff that you've never heard of that it's yes. only unique to that area. Yeah. It's, it's so exciting. I actually. Yes. Well, I will. T- go ahead. I will tell you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll tell you that. I got so excited about French whiskeys, uh, you know, when I, and when I, you know, it was deep diving uh, into it that I'm actually thinking about going to France. And going I was on a just thinking that I was just, thinking, yes. I'm like, if I'm going to go anywhere right now, based on like what we've covered this whole year, France uh-huh. is calling my name only because I love that like exclusivity that you could only get this, let's hear it, this is my farm, you can only get this here. It's so amazing because what you're going to walk into is you're going to walk into each whiskey uh, 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 farm that is, do, that is uh, you know, distilling their whiskey. What you're going to hear is you're going to hear so many beautiful stories. Mm-hmm, and, exactly. And, and, and the love and the appreciation and how the, you're going to hear the family story there's mm-hmm. so much. I love this. I think this is probably one of my favorite like uh, things that you're telling me right now about French whiskey. Now, here's what I want to know, because I don't know much about I haven't tasted uh, French whiskey yet. Um, what whiskeys do you recommend for people who are starting out? Um, is it expensive? That's my next question. My other question, like what would you recommend to to start off with? Well, um, I would say um you know, a lot of French whiskey is, you know, uh, slightly on the expensive side. You're you're probably not going to find a $40 French whiskey no. just because of the, you know, being imported. Um, Bren is easy to find, uh, I would say. Um, Armoric um, is easy to find. Um, and, and sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but what I do want to say is I'm actually surprised. I just want to backtrack before you give us the list of the, the, uh, the French whiskeys that you recommend. I'm actually surprised that all of these um, uh, distillers, like these farms, I'm surprised there's not a demand to export these because they're unique. You're not going to, I'm mm-hmm. assuming they're only making X amount of of, of barrels, you know, uh, for better lack mm-hmm. of word here. Uh, they're only making X amount of, of whiskey. Um, do you know why that is? I, I think that, well, you know, uh, the federal, again, you know, the Whiskey Federation, um, you know, that's part of what they are working on is getting, uh, you know, is getting whiskey is, is working on the, you know, export, you know, exporting, uh, okay. exporting a French whiskey, you know, to the U S you know, there are trade agreements that have right. to be worked on. Um, you know, the export, you know, exporting is, you know, that's, a, that's the complicated and, you know, more expensive part, I would say, you know, um, is just getting, it's a crowded field. I mean, you know, we've it, mentioned whiskey exchange, you know, I mean, it's, you know, you can get stuff there, but it's harder to, it's definitely harder to find French whiskey over here. It's getting better. I mean, you know, uh, in the 10 years that it's been on, you know, well longer, but 10 years, I would say that French whiskey has kind of been on people's radar. Um you know, there the number of whiskeys that you can get have definitely grown. I mean, Bren was again. You know, I think for a lot of people, their first, uh, you know, their first introduction to French whiskey, uh, Edu, Armoric, um, Cornac, um, you know, just at right. Roselure. So and- there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of there's a lot of uh, distilleries, and that uh, some of them are making multiple kinds of whiskey and. You know, we were we've talked about this, um, Romeo, about 
you know, when you're looking for whiskeys, you think, oh, Armoric, you know, that's a uh, that's a, a distillery of its own. Well, no, that is a bottle that is made by Warren. Warren, yeah, yeah, distillery, yeah. yeah so. So, no, the reason I'm asking is because, you know, people who are into whiskeys are going to want to go to these local farms and, and get like these unique bottles of whiskey and have that experience. I'm surprised there's not a demand. So I, I'm I'm hoping that within the next couple, within the next decade or so, we're going to start seeing a lot of like the French whiskey enter the whiskey industry. And it's going to be a game changer because if what you're telling mm-hmm. me is true – then it's I'm excited to to really see what's going to happen in, in in France because I mean this is a whole it's a game changer I mean what you're telling me yeah. is it's really fascinating. I think it's actually sooner than that. Um, those farm or home distilleries that I was you know talking about they are you know you're not going to be able to find those whis- whiskeys unless you go there probably right and some of the big what, yeah, producers. Right. Yeah, like um, Waringheim, you know, they've been in, you know, they've been producing for 40 years. I mean, that's a respectable amount of time, you know, for, uh, you know, and so that's part of why there's not as much, um, you know, French whiskey hasn't been imported as much. You know, as we all know, a whiskey has to age in, you know, oak. And they're aging in limousine oak and nice. <laughs> Quercus or, or Petraeus. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, once they, you know, that they have to age. Otherwise, what you're going to be getting, and this is not a bad thing, is um, you're going to be getting kind of almost like an eau de vie, but that, you know, like a new make spirit, a new make spirit for whiskey, which is, you know, so it's going to be young. But, you know, there's a lot of delicious new make. Um, many, you know, whiskey um, companies are now offering that as an option when you, I mean, all over the world, when you go to a distillery, you know, they'll say, here's a new make. And then, you know, which which means, again, as a reminder for our listeners, that's whiskey that has just come off the still, uh, or not just come off the still, but it's come off the still and it is not uh, being, it has not been aged. So, um, it's an unaged whiskey, basically. I mean, sometimes people call it moonshine, but that basically means right. illegal whiskey. So, All right. um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so came back to, back to the whiskeys you were recommending. So what are the other ones, uh, just to wrap up here, the show, cause we're running out of, we're kind of at the end of the, at the end of our, our, <laughs> okay. our, our, seg- our not segment, but our time. Yeah. Um, well, uh, again, I would say Bren is going to be f- right. relatively easy to find and probably one of the most accessibly priced, um, just because it's been around for a while. Uh, Armoric Cornog, uh, Roslur, um, Michel Couvrier, uh, was an amazing person who aged, uh, whiskey. He's, he passed away sadly, but he was aging whiskeys in, in caves. And, oh. you know, his product is extremely, uh, sought after very limited. So that's going to be a very pricey, uh, you know, whiskey. Um, so those are some of the main, uh, Girard, um, Rosalure, I mentioned, uh, you know, so products from there, I would just say snap up. I mean, it's not going to be, uh, you know, I think the whiskey is not that ex- as expensive to make there, but you know, exporting it is, is yeah. What I mean, I listen. If, if if you're a collector, you're gonna you're gonna want to at least have something. And and then I thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing that for sharing the the you know what whiskeys to look out or or to try, especially when you mm-hmm. if you're starting your collection. All right, Kim, thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. We are your host Romeo and Kim. Till next time, bye.
Bye.